listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Episode of Podcasters of Shield, Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu back talking Jessica Jones season three. Uh, it's episodes three and four, and uh, the show's kind of okay. So this show went in a, a different direction than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought for sure our mysterious hamburger chef was going to be uh, was going to play a bigger role in the show mm-hmm. and he does but mm-hmm. not in a way i was expecting right i thought he was going to turn out to be some sort of villainous fellow and maybe he still will before the end of mm-hmm. things but for right now it certainly doesn't feel that way uh so let's talk about episode three first aka i have no spleen and i really love where this episode title came from <laughs> uh so we catch up uh with jessica post-surgery she has had her spleen removed and is only allowed to leave the hospital after agreeing to take numerous medications, which her new assistant, Jillian, insists on. Uh, and I think Jessica wanted to take it with, like, whiskey. <laughs> she was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. with water, please. Uh, she didn't. And she puts, like, a little bit of water on her whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mixes it. She watered it down a little bit. Uh, Jerry has Malcolm dig up dirt on Kith's husband. Peter, in an attempt to break them up. Uh, She meets with Kith. The two seemingly resume their affair, but Kith tells her that she has an open marriage with Peter, and Mm -hmm. Jerry still isn't a fan of this. Uh, Malcolm plants a camera in Peter's office and discovers that he is having an affair with one of his students, but, you know, that open marriage thing, that's Mm -hmm. not going to bother Kith too much, apparently. Uh, Jessica gets help from Jerry in finding Brant's statue, but while toying with Trish, she collapses in the street from dehydration, and Trish makes off with her leads. Nevertheless, Jessica locates the statue after uh, confronting Trish, then captures and interrogates Brant, learning that her attacker was not Brant, in fact, or anyone associated with him, and leaves him for Trish to uh, take the glory on that case. Uh, As Jessica... Uh, recollects herself at home. Eric, our hamburger chef, arrives to check up on her, but Jessica suddenly has an epiphany and realizes that her attacker wasn't after her, but after Eric. Mm-hmm. So what did you make of episode three? Loving it so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I don't know why I'm so invested in Jerry. <laughs> But I, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that... Yeah, it's not even like a major 
story, a plot no. development, but no. I don't but know. It's just that she, she, she just does such a good job with, with this character mm-hmm. that I, I love every time she's on the, on the screen. I love it. She's, I think she's has become one of my favorite characters in like the Marvel shows on Netflix mm-hmm. for I sure. Mean, I mean, I think, I think this is ultimately tied into the fact that she has, um, uh, you know, a terminal disease right. that will eventually take her life and she's just doing her thing. But it's not like Jerry trying to rekindle an old flame is like a mm-hmm. major plot or story element, but it is really captivating for some reason. It is. And you know, the reason why I like her so much also is because she's not a good person or a bad person, mm-hmm. you know, like she sometimes can be good, you know, when she's helping Jessica and helping people, but she's also like, cutthroat lawyer yeah and she's like she's trying to kind of rekindle you know this relationship with her ex yeah but at the same time she's trying to destroy her marriage yeah so she can have her to herself right so it's kind of like it's it's such a complicated character because i feel bad for her because of you know her disease and everything that she's going through but at the same time she's a jerk yeah like (laughs) i can I can sympathize with yeah. the disease. I can even also understand because I also am not particularly huge on the idea of an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm way, I'm like way, way lacking in confidence to be in a relationship like that. So <laughs> I would be wary of anybody who is. So I like, I get where she's coming from, but my right. perspective would be, well, then this just isn't for me and I'm going to have to, deal with that and move on she's just like no i'll just break up their marriage uh like whoa okay yes uh but that's jerry and i i i have to tell you i I love i i don't think i've ever seen in a show someone cheating on their husband and you know then saying you know what it's fine i have an open marriage i've never seen that yeah oh it's fine yeah yeah and you know jerry's like what (laughs) We've got to okay. We've got to talk about their Jerry and and Kith's romantic scene mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. because I was just I was mesmerized. Because yeah. uh, it was amazing. Later on, Kith uh, Jerry takes Kith to a concert. I don't know if it's in the second episode. Maybe it's in the second. I think episode. it's in the second episode. Yeah. Takes her to like a concert and mm-hmm. introduces her to this guy. And Jerry's like, "You should be in this like bigger." Uh, production this bigger orchestra and she's right. like no 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 I'm not good enough I'm happy Jerry like she's so the scene where they kind of rekindle the relationship she's playing a song on her cello for Jerry mm-hmm. and Jerry just starts going over there and like playing around with her and kissing her on her neck and unbuttoning her shirt meanwhile kith is still playing the song i thought they did one of these like artistic things where she stops playing but the music keeps playing in the background no Mm -hmm. she's still playing the song somehow she is focusing on this i don't know how she could be doing this she should be in that orchestra aurora (laughs) she is definitely good enough if that doesn't distract her from playing her piece nothing will that that is to be applauded. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's by the way. That's where my mind went. Yeah, uh, so, and, I, and and that's why I, I you know just I can't remember the, the name of the actress that plays Jerry. 
Um, um, oh my god! Yeah. I just call her Trinity from the Matrix. I was gonna say Trinity from the Matrix. <laughs> Not her real name. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss. There we go, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, she she's just such an amazing actress in she's this great. show. Mm-hmm. I, the scene when they before they uh, rekindle the flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They meet. They meet in like a restaurant or something, um, and they have like a, a chat. And sh- and she says that she still has like a recording of a song. Yes. Made for her, um, and that's why Keith then ends up in her uh, apartment. Yeah. Apartment, but that scene alone in the in the restaurant mm-hmm. was just. It was just both of them sitting and, you know, like kind of catching catching up. And I was yep. so into it. <laughs> yeah. They're really, I mean, both of them are really good, but especially Carrie Ann Moss is just excellent oh, in the show. Excellent. Excellent. So the title of this episode comes from Jessica Wakes Up Post-Surgery. They put this, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say really elaborate for a hospital bracelet on her arm. This thing appeared to be yeah, like it's metal. metal and engraved. Yeah. And it's like, Jessica Jones, I have no spleen. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be there for medical personnel for them to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some <laughs> reason, it just because of the ornate. I mean, it's not like there was jewels on it or anything, but it's a yeah, hospital it like bracelet. Yeah, you, you, you would buy like a Tiffany's or something. Yes, this looks like something like a friend would give to you in high school that would say like BFFs on it. Instead, it just <laughs> says, Jessica Jones, I have no spleen. Yeah. And yeah. after she passes out on the street uh, from dehydration because, you know, she drank booze instead of water. Mm-hmm. uh she wakes up in the hospital again with the bracelet on her arm again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the, we should talk about the real star of this episode. Aurora. Oh, the doctor, her doctor. Yes. Oh my gosh. All he, the, all the puns. He reminded me of like Bill Nye, the science guy, the, like the, the version like from when we, yeah. And he kind of sounded yeah. like him. He, he reminded me of like the Bill Nye from our childhood. So, Less of the more foul mouth sciencey Bill and I from today, but more of the uh, like the kids show version. Uh, like he comes, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. he comes into the room and he's like, "You've got some spleening to do." <laughs> and Jessica's face is just the perfect face. <laughs> like she's just so over this. They couldn't pick a more perfect doctor for Jessica Jones. Yeah, he was so colorful, and he was oh. talking to her like she was ten. Yes. Uh, she is kind of she she acts like a little girl sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, but, yes. Yeah. But oh man, was she just having none. None of this doctor. <laughs> uh he was awesome. He was great. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I I approve of that. Um uh, one other thing uh that we should note um that happens in these episodes. I, I don't know if you ever saw the honest they recently they did uh an honest trailer for the entire MCU. Uh, no, no, I have not seen it yet. So it cover it covers everything in the MCU, and one of the jokes that they make in it is that there's a bunch of sexless romance in the MCU. Mm. Like people hook up, but like in the movies, it never goes beyond like you know innuendo or kissing mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah, N- not in this show. Oh my no. god, everyone is hooking up with everyone in this show. Yes, yes, I. It was like 
like in the first four episodes, there's a ton of it, like way more yeah. than <laughs> I think I was even expecting. It kind of just came out of nowhere. I was like, okay. yeah, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, that that is this world, and it is weird to think about it in you know in that sense. This is like these shows. Uh, it's not just Jessica Jones. Like they've done some of it in Luke Cage Daredevil too, and yeah. in Daredevil as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird that yeah they've not been afraid to uh, tackle but that I subject. Think, I think that's also, that's why I like these shows more than the movies in some cases because mm-hmm. you see that the like in the movies you just see the super aspect. You don't see of, the real life right? of them. Yeah, yeah, but in here like they go to work, they you yeah. know have to deal with lawsuits, depression. like they have depression and and you know they hook up. Um, yeah. Like they hook up, when they Jessica, break up. Yeah, when Jessica Jones was in the hospital, the doctor said, "You know, you might be super, but that doesn't make you immune to you know stabbing." Like, yeah, you're yeah. not involved, and not having a yeah, not having a spleen, and you have to take medication, and that all that those things. I love that way more than seeing them like, I don't know, seeing the whole the smashing buildings. Yeah. I I really like the that human aspect of the yeah. superheroes. I. Yeah. I I love a good building smashing, but I love the <laughs> street level superhero aspect yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well. Uh, I just really enjoyed uh, mm-hmm. that and this episode. And all I could think of watching these two episodes last night was I just don't want this show to be over. I know it's going to be, mm-hmm. but uh, we've talked in the past about how good the casting has been in in most of the cases for these uh, MCU Netflix shows, but. I don't think there's, I don't think there's one more dead on than Kristen Ritter for Jessica Jones. Yeah, like I can't, I can't fathom anyone else playing this character. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can entertain people playing some of the other characters uh, yeah. in the other shows, uh, but not her. I can't think of anyone who would do as good a job. Yeah, this is just yeah, she's amazing. This is just perfect. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I love this episode. Uh, any final thoughts on episode three and what would you give it? No, I loved it. Uh, I, I knew that the hamburger guy had something to do with the stabbing. Mm-hmm. And um, also Jessica ate that hamburger. Let's just oh. point this out real quick. Cold out of the fridge. Who does that? Yeah. yeah. And let's, let's also talk about the fact that how many days was she in the hospital? Because she comes <laughs> right. back and the, and the hamburger is like intact. Like There's, it was just made. The lettuce looked crisp. Crisp. I mean... I don't know. And from some from someone that ate, uh, you know, reheated hamburgers the day after the first of July, mm-hmm. I can tell you that they don't look like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> this thing and probably don't taste good. <laughs> this thing was professionally made, and she ate it cold though. That's the that's the even yeah, weirder part. Straight to me. out of the fridge. Like I know some people do cold pizza. I'm okay with that, but mm-hmm. man, cold burger. Yeah, just... and and the reason why she she ate the burger is because one of the medications she needs to eat it with food. With food. Yes, right. And then later, before she uh, collapses on the street, she goes to like this guy that's selling like pretzels and hot dogs. Oh, I love like... that little bit. <laughs> she's like, "What's the cheapest thing you have?" Pretzels. She's like cardboard. <laughs> well, no. He's, at first, she's like, "What's the cheapest thing you've got?" And he goes, "Pretzels." Right. And he's yeah. like, what's the cheapest thing you've got that doesn't taste like salted cardboard? And he's like, right. hot dog coming up. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. But I love that that we, we're only... I, when have we seen her eat? 
Rarely. Never. Yeah. I Rarely, right? And I love that now it's like something that she has to do as part of her life. Like she has to eat to she be to able eat to more have to... this medication. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Jillian, her assistant, is also awesome. Awesome. Yeah. She, she's great. Uh, I love how she's like, listen, it's five. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> yeah. My day's, my day's over. See you tomorrow. Take your medication. Yeah. And she takes lunch too. <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. I really like yeah. her as well. She's good. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they gave her an episode, just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanna see what she does after five. Yeah, what's her day like? Yeah. Who does she go who does she go home to? What does she talk to what does she tell them about her job? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what would you what would you give episode three? I gave it a four point five. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave this four and a half. Uh mm-hmm. this show is just awesome. It's really yeah. sad that it's going to... I'm just going to say this every episode. <laughs> it's really sad that it's going to be over. Um, before we talk about the next episode, uh, big uh, thank you to Think Geek for sponsoring this episode. Uh, CinemaGeekly.com slash Marvel, everybody, to uh, access Think Geek's uh, wide variety of Marvel collectibles and wearables. Uh, you can also click the Support Us link in the show notes for this episode. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the next episode, so I'm not even going to pick a, a Marvel thing off of the website <laughs> to talk about in particular. I want to get right into talking about episode four, uh, a.k.a. customer service is standing by. A lot of stuff happens in this episode, mm-hmm. including uh, an introduction to what I believe is our villain for yeah. the season. Uh, so Eric explains to Jessica that he owed some money to a criminal who goes by the name of Sal Blakowski, uh, and he had one week to fulfill it. He reveals that he is, in fact, an empath. So I think we were talking about this last week, that his character is a, is a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. a villain in the Daredevil comics, but right now he appears to not be a villain. Right. Uh, he can sense if someone has done wrong, though it causes him pain. Uh, together, Jessica and Eric find people he has blackmailed to collect the money while also outing their crimes to the police. Trish picks up on Blakowski from hearing Eric, uh, overhearing him on the phone, uh, and breaks into Malcolm's office so that she can continue to investigate her. So Malcolm digs up more dirt on Peter and discovers that he's been embezzling from scholarship funds that were made in his daughter's memory. So that's mm-hmm. an asshole move. Yeah. Jerry decides not to act on this right now, uh, as releasing the info would hurt both Peter and Kith. Uh, Eric leaves Jessica to give the money to Bles- uh, to Blakowski, but she decides, uh, Blakowski, that is, decides to drown Eric uh, for being late. Trish arrives, though, and rescues him, but accidentally <laughs> kind of almost kills old lady Blaskowski. Yeah. Though she later finds out that she survived. Trish was really upset about this. Uh, Jessica mm-hmm. finally finds her attacker, one of the men on the blackmail list, Gregory P. Salinger, an intelligent psychopathic serial killer, as we would later find out. Uh, mm-hmm. Jessica leaves when Salinger threatens to uh, release criminal evidence against her and reluctantly asks for Trisha's help in capturing him. So what did you think of episode four? This episode was amazing. <laughs> yeah, this was great. 
This I love this episode, all of it. I loved. Uh, first of all, Eric's superpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst superpower to have. Oh yeah, in my opinion, right? Like, and you're walking down the street, and you have to, you can sense who's evil. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's and I, there's a point in this episode where he says like he he gambles, he drinks, and he uh, and sex like sex, booze, and gambling is what he basically the only still thing be that... able to cope yes. with having this superpower um, because he gets like insane migraines when he's near people that are evil. Yes, uh, which sounds terrible. Absolutely. Um, I mean, not even necessarily I... evil, but like people who just have done something bad right like bad like bad enough like they kind of run the gambit of people who uh did bad they there was one guy was like doing child pornography which is absolutely disgusting Mm -hmm. there uh but there was also one lady who was just like defrauding her company from pension funds you know that sort Mm -hmm. of thing so there's a range but if it's bad enough like he can sense it yeah that sounds horrible yeah, and you know, I I like them the moral aspect of this episode as well because yes. at some point, um, Jessica says, you know, why are you like uh, blackmailing these people? Why don't you just, you know, seek yeah. justice? Yes, and and he was like, after a while, like you can try and catch as many as you can, and more will appear. Like there's no end to it. Yes. Uh, so I might as well just make money out of it. And I mm. was like. I sat there like, just watching this episode. And I was like, I wonder what I would do with this power because I feel yes. like I would start with, you know, trying to be also like a superhero and helping people and, you know, mm. bringing people to justice. But it has to be exhausting when you like solve five cases and 10 more appear, you know? Yes. I, he talked about, I love that. I love that particular scene so much. He's like, we mm-hmm. could, he's like, look, we could do this stop bad guys for the rest of our lives and we wouldn't even make a dent. Right. Uh, exactly. Cause he goes around like, I have a feeling he can sense if anybody's ever done anything remotely bad and how bad it is depends on how horrible he ends up feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's done something bad to a degree in their life. Uh, right. To, no one, no one is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I can imagine like the amount of people he run into that have done something pretty bad is probably pretty high and Mm -hmm. just going around and sensing that all the time. Yeah. Like I can, I would, I would lose hope. I would lose hope as well. Like I, I think it's a really fascinating uh, character, but an absolutely awful power. I wonder what would happen if he meets uh, Trisha's mom. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, like like Trish came to the door and he didn't sense anything with Trish. Right, so. right, right. But her mom is another. Oh my another god, her mom may be another story altogether. His head may explode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's what an awful superpower to have. Awful, yes. awful, terrible. Um, but I did enjoy a lot the the whole you know part of the episode where she was going, Jessica was going with Eric, finding these people, mm-hmm. um, confronting them. I loved every, everything about it. I loved all those uh, confrontations. It yeah. was really, it was really nice. Um, and I liked that Trish was the one that saved him. 
I was expecting yes. Jessica to show up and save him. Yes. And when he was Trish, I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Now I, I, I'm warming up uh, again to Trish. I, at the, the the first two episodes, I was like, uh. And that but old now, lady. Now I, I, I like her. <laughs> and that old lady came charging with a crowbar and she just tripped her. And like she yeah. impaled herself on the crowbar and Trish is like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. she felt bad she's like i'm so sorry the funny yeah. thing is she's like i'm so sorry and then ran away uh but she did call yeah. to find out if she uh survived uh which is weird that she apologized to the crime boss whatever they are right um that just tried to drown the guy she saved but she still apologized yeah uh, i did not mean for this to happen ma'am i really i only meant for you to go to prison <laughs> Um, I only meant to beat you up a little bit, so not to kill you. Uh, Greg Gregory Salinger is in the comic books. Mm. Uh, he's a character called the Fool Killer. And the Fool? Yes, the Fool Killer. The Fool Killer. Yes. Uh, okay. A- apparently, that is a title that has been many names have been attached to that in comic in the comic book history, but Greg Greg Salinger is one of them. Uh, so yeah, he is playing kind of a super intellectual, uh, Mm -hmm. that just wants to be acknowledged. It's that type. Like, you know, I'm so smart, you know, nobody is, you know, people are placing value on people like Jessica Jones when they should be placing it on, on me. And he's also Mm -hmm. kind of like a Dexter-esque Killer. Yeah, I was I was about to ask because the full killer sounds like he's looking for you know dumb people to kill or like yes. bad people to kill. Yes. Um, okay. And I mean, at the end, you see him. He's kind of all like, uh, like suited up, uh, mm-hmm. and the guy that he killed was all like surrounded with plastic and stuff. It, yeah. it reminded he was eating me an apple. He was just eating an apple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, rem- it reminded me very much of Dexter, kind of. Yeah, a lot, yeah. He uh, even has, like, the red hair, like Dexter. A, a little bit, bit yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's completely emotionless, except for when he needs to pretend that Jessica Jones broke into my house and she beat me up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I need a restraining order. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. And Jessica's just like, damn it. And then leaves. Uh, but, yeah, so... This but she was she 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 was recording on her phone the conversation. Yes, which is why I didn't I didn't understand why she because when she left she looked like she was yes worried. Yeah, well, I think she was hoping to get like a full confession from him, but he never kind of fully comes out and says it. Mm. But he certainly says a lot of things that would be incriminating with enough yeah. extra evidence. Yeah, um, surrounding it. But yeah, um, these types of characters always really creep me out. I'm always oh, creeped yeah. out by the super intelligent serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of characters always really freak me out for some reason. And yeah. uh, probably because they could use their knowledge for something good. Right. Uh, but they don't. And I really love the but, line. But, 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 but what's scary is that they, they think they're using it for good, though. Uh, they probably are, yes. Yeah. Uh, every villain is the hero of their own story mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. uh, I really love the line he gave her uh, when she's like you've been studying me or whatever and he's like dude particle physics that takes research I figured you out in a day 
uh, <laughs> I really liked that, you know, she was placing, she was kind of placing maybe this Im- level of importance on her. And he's like, no, you're like an aunt to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're so, you're so small and tiny to me. He definitely has a superiority complex mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested, intrigued in this character a little bit, definitely a little freaked out by it. Uh, and uh, Trish and Jessica are teaming back up and mm-hmm. I loved how this all came to be. So Trish is still doing her show, um, but she's also kind of on the MCU version of QVC where yeah. she's like selling, she's got like a line of clothes, which, you know, to be honest, they looked kind of trendy ish. Like some mm-hmm. people might buy them in real life. So they didn't yeah. look ridiculous to me or anything like that, but she's like got a line like Trish style and she's selling them. Uh, and I think at one point, one of the other ladies like whispers to her, they're like, you're so good at, you're like born to do this. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to do this. Uh, I do have something to say about that. Okay. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I I understand the 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 reason why she's there and the whole setup, right? Yes. But I was thinking, I was like, you know that how the the woman call and they're and she's like trying to convince them, oh, this is gonna look great on you. The color is gonna be great. Like you mm-hmm. just you know, it's gonna make you feel great. Yeah. And I'm like, you live in a world where superheroes exist mm-hmm. and you live in a city that has been destroyed multiple times. Yes. Attacks. Why are you concerned about a red shirt looking good on you? Like yeah, I don't. People just move on, Aurora. <laughs> this is just the new normal. That kept bothering me this episode. I was like, why are you concerned about this? There's aliens coming out of the sky attacking people. You know, at, <laughs> at first, I don't want to get political here, but at first, I thought the same things until Trump was elected president. And you know what? Somehow, amazingly, this country just didn't crumble into the ground and True. was not swallowed up by the earth. True. And somehow we're still chugging along. Yeah. I feel like, you know, after that, like aliens and Thanos and all that other stuff is, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, what's happening in Jessica Jones right now is before Infinity War, right? So in my head... I need I need for this to make sense because they told us that these movies take place in the MCU, even though right. there's never any tangible uh, evidence to suggest otherwise. And we never really get a here's what year this show's taking right. place in. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that pretty much everything, uh, all, like all of these shows take place in some weird nebulous time frame between the first Avengers and uh, Infinity War. Like, they just take place in some nebulous yeah. part of the universe in there somewhere uh, before any of this happens. Maybe even before, yeah. like, the second Avengers movie. Yeah, because you don't hear, like, I feel like they would mention Thanos, <laughs> at least. Like, that would come up, right? The, yeah. The world ending. Yes. Uh, I, like, People I just, disappearing, you know? <laughs> I just recently watched um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. And they go out of their way a few times in that movie to sort of explain, like, this is what the world's like now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is what happened and this is what it was like. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. But, you know, what? weirdly enough, also, to my point, Aurora, in that movie, for the most part, uh, people have seemed to just move on. <laughs> the world was kind of just chugging along. I guess you know, all the 
I guess people are stronger than me because I would be a mess. Like after that first attack on New York, you'd just be like, wake up, people. Yeah. It's yeah, never going to be, be the same. I would be building a shelter in the desert. I don't yes. know. I Yeah. A bunker in it the desert be- <laughs> with provisions. Like this is going to happen all the time now. Are you, how are you okay <laughs> yeah. with this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the people yeah. would be like, well, look, we, you know, we're not okay with it, but, you know, there's really <laughs> nothing we can do about it. So, yeah. you know, we're just going to have to persevere. We're just going to have to I treat would, these yeah. things like natural disasters. Yeah. You see people just walking in the street normal. I will be freaking out all the time. <laughs> like, you hear any sound, you're like, was that an alien? A hundred percent. Like, a hundred percent. Like, uh, that was a space. <laughs> like, somebody sets off a firework. It's like, it's a, you know, the Chitari, you're back. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. You'd never. Wow, I mean, I will never recover. Look, to be honest, I don't think I would either. I don't know how I don't know how the people here do it, but they're just calling QVC asking for shirts and like, okay, yes. no. So I love that scene where Jessica, because this is how Jessica chose to do this: not sending her a text, not you know, she decides to call mm-hmm. in on the show, yeah. and she's like, you know, that sweater I didn't want, I want the sweater now. And Mm -hmm. Trish is like, what kind of sweater are you talking about here? And she's like, you know, a clingy, uh, you know, she's like, that doesn't sound like a good sweater. And she's like, yeah, but it's also a perseverance sweater (laughs) and a sweater that doesn't give up. Yeah. A sweater. I think her exact line was a sweater that doesn't know when to quit. Yeah. I think she says smothering too. Smothering. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, the host in the background is like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. And I'm, yeah, that was good. They're back together. So mm-hmm. that's that's good. Sisters. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And sisters shouldn't fight. I mean, they yeah. I mean, they will, but they shouldn't fight forever. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, any final thoughts on episode four? And uh, what would you give it? it? Another solid episode. I am going to be... Uh bold and mm. say that this is a five for me whoa hey that yeah. is the first five mm-hmm. of the season i had a lot of fun watching this episode. i liked it a lot yeah me too uh yeah. I, I didn't give it a five though so now i feel like i didn't <laughs> now i feel like a liar saying i really liked it because <laughs> I, I didn't apparently like it as much as or i give this like a four and a half just like the last one but mm-hmm. i really like the episode uh the show is great I love yep. all these characters, uh, even even Malcolm, who I was not all that uh, mm-hmm. interested in during the second season. I, I'm into like everybody now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I yeah. want to know. I want to. I want to keep up with what's going on with everybody, which is like a mm-hmm. uh, like a first for me with this show. Uh, before yeah. it was kind of just the the Jessica show, and then just the Jessica and Trish show. But now it's kind of like the everybody show for me. Like I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hooked into everything. So. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to say it again. I'm really sad that this show is going to be done. <laughs> a few episodes. Same here. Same here. Bummer. Well, you can hear us come back next week and say that same exact thing, because that's what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, while you're waiting, head on over to the website, cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can hear us come back and lament the end of this show and talk about two more episodes of Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episode 5, a.k.a. I Wish, and Episode 6, a.k.a. Sorry Face. 